Hello, and thank you for joining us for Paradoxical by Nature. My name is Kevin Lobster, joined by my co-host, Marcus, aka The Candyman. And today we are going to be talking about life can be a dream. So some of the things that we've been discussing on this podcast over the last couple episodes, we've gone to uh, some kind of upsetting, very deep, um, somewhat disturbing topics in some points. And, and we wanted to make something a little bit more light, um, something to look up to, upbeat. We wanted to uh, – because with this podcast, we want to raise your spirits. We want to raise the bar. And we want to make this episode one of those where it's talking about all the good that we've seen, all the good that we've done, and all the good that we've um, experienced as well here in Rexburg. Mm -hmm. So with that, Marcus, do you have anything that comes to mind right away? I do. I do say when I first came out here, it was pretty difficult. But I will say, though, when I did come out here, it it was a bit of a change of pace, I would say. Um, I was a little incompetent and I was upset about being out here just because of the nature and the culture of what it is. But I honestly am grateful for being out here. One, it's taught me a lot of things. One, it's taught me patience. Two, it's taught me kindness. And three, it's taught me how to be humble. You know, I feel those are some things that I probably wouldn't learn from the get-go say I was anywhere else like say I was back home or anywhere there and seeing as how it's such a um, safe community and it's it's actually a pretty nice place like the people some can be a little off-putting but there are some that make up for it and I want to say one of the things I was out here was yes most of the people out here I was really grateful to me Um, I have had my good times you know we uh, it's pretty it's pretty nature-like out here. There isn't a whole lot, but there are some spots that I was that I was blown away about. And some of the people were really chill out here. They were comforting, they were humble, they were they were appeasing. And um I really do I really do enjoy some things about Rexburg, even though there is there's a lot of there's a lot of hatred about it. Uh there is an upside. To there is an upside to the malice of it all. Would you say that you admire those good people that you have been helped with, have been helped by? I would, I would say so. I just that is one of the most amazing things about coming out here. Um, for me as well, I I've been on the receiving end of a lot of good and a lot of service up here. Mm-hmm. When I first came up here, um, as we mentioned in the first episode, I was married, um, but I was. I was in such dire straits. I needed a lot of help. And not everybody in Rexburg, because I didn't talk to every single living person in Rexburg, <laughs> but everybody who I talked to, if they couldn't give their resources, they were able to give me the information to people who were able to use their resources to help me. And it really blew me away to how good and how wonderful the people here are. Now, obviously, there's going to be outliers in every population, so we can't say all of the people in Rexburg are perfectly wonderful. That would be naive. Yes, it would. But I can definitely – I appreciate the point of view where you bring where it's – they're good and they're admirable. Yeah, people they are. To, to be, just say we're, there are such stand-up individuals that you, you know, I want that guy to be standing in the front row at my wedding cheering me on. Yeah, yeah. I have met a lot of good friends out here along the way, too. To be honest, 
there were there are a few that I never thought I would connect with on a certain level similar to mine. That's what blew me away. When I came out here, I was I was closed minded and I thought everyone was the same, you know. So I never really wanted to interact with anybody because I saw like a certain few individuals and I said, oh, heck no. But after really opening my mind up to the possibility of um, differentiation, I really wanted to explore like what other people might be like. And I met quite a few. I met a couple of Hicks who I'm cool with. I met a couple Mormons who I'm cool with. I met a couple of standard individuals that are stand-up guys who I'm cool with. And um, to be honest, I am grateful that I met those people. Because, you know, they, some really changed my life for the better and some really helped me like um, explore my options and really open my mind up to bigger possibilities. Like a podcast. Yes, yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I do have to thank my uh, my friend, also my co-host. As a matter of fact, now he's more like my brother, my brother, uh, Kevin Lapster, for uh, convincing me to even like speak about um, the difficulties, but also the upbringings that I've had living out in Rexburg for so long, for as long as I have. So thank you, bro, for real. Yeah, and I really like. I've always been a fan of being pushed out of my own comfort zone because I felt so confident when I got done doing the thing that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And then when I started pushing other people to do things that they weren't comfortable with, um, the joy that I felt from knowing that I was the person who influenced these people to not only improve, but to find their secretly hidden abilities that they just didn't know were their gifts. And so I'm really glad that you've been willing to co-host with me and, and this has been a fun experience, fun project, and it I'm excited to keep it going. Yes, me too. Like this ain't gonna end. Just like I feel like this is like sounding like you know this was all great. Da, 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 da. Nah, bro, this is still going, y'all. We yeah. still gonna be going for a long minute. Yeah, we may have short breaks between the episodes. We we will apologize for our our. We've had some technical difficulties. This is uh, tonight. <laughs> we actually did our third take on the third episode. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we've just we're we're trying to crank them out and get these episodes out there for because we know something that we have to say. We don't know what, we don't know how, or don't know why. But something that we have to say will benefit one of you. We because we know that it will benefit one of you. We want to keep going. I, at least for me, that's why I can say that I want to keep going. And so, with that, you know, look, life can be a dream. Can you tell me like? What are some dreamlike experiences that you've had here in Rexburg? Being friends with a hick. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. How is now, that a dream? Now, now, let me let me explain. All right. So, um, as you know, like the hicks have certain viewpoints, or countrymen have certain viewpoints on my race and ethnicity, um, and it causes them to make jokes of racism and discriminatory factors and so um it was actually i was actually quite surprised and shocked um to notice the few who i know um when i first met them that they were actually being respectful and that they actually did want to um, be friends with me and want to you know create a relationship with me i didn't take into consideration that everyone was like that because they were just so they were so different, you know, 
compared to uh, myself as a city kid and such, I was figuring like they were stuck on a certain um, mindset. Yeah, and they would only stick to that. But the few that I've met, they've actually um, they actually understand me to a certain degree, um, and are and are willing to put up with like who I am. And are willing to respect like who I am, my beliefs and such. That's that's something I never thought you would never go. Thought would happen. Yeah, seriously, I was like, dang, but I'm I'm grateful, and like y'all know who you are. I'm pretty sure y'all know who I'm talking about, but I appreciate y'all for real. Y'all some real ones. Yeah, and for me, one of the things that I've experienced that's been kind of dreamlike is there's a lot of people here who are really fast to forgive. Like if, if you do something that's like kind of stupid, like for me, I've done some things that are kind of out there and I've gotten really good forgiveness. Now, obviously there are the outliers. I have a hater. I have a hater, everyone. And it makes me so happy. I, I'm, I'm sure someone who's listening to this podcast is going to think that I'm being sarcastic or I'm kidding. Um, I am driven by the fact that someone has donated their time, their thoughts, and their energy, and the part of their life to look around and make sure that they can see me and then flip me off and call me the B word and tell me to F off. Like It makes me so happy to know that someone is giving me, Kevin Lobster, that type of energy. They're, they're like, you know, I want to... Mm, so mad at you I hate you for no reason and I'm like you know what I appreciate it I love having this, this person I ran into them last night I was walking by this on the street and I saw them mm-hmm. and I, I was like you know what this person and I had a, a little bit of a rough interaction on the 4th of July yes maybe it was just the 4th of July you know that's a it's a rough holiday for a lot of people we'll just call that a one-off day so I waved and was like hello and this person looked at me all scowling. I was like, you don't remember who I am? I was like, no, I do, but I just don't hold grudges. I, I want to just give it a fresh start. And they, they, they were like, well, F off, you B word. And I was like, you know, oh my gosh, cool. This person is a hater. I have a hater. And it made me so happy. It made me so proud of myself. I was like, you know what? I am doing everything right because if you don't have opposition – that means that you are probably not going in the right direction. If you're doing something good and right, you're going to have opposition. You're going to have resistance. Like when you're, if you want to have biceps, you're not going to have biceps by not having your arms hurt a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so when you're curling and you're curling really heavy weight and it hurts your bicep to lift it up, that's when you know that hater in your muscle, that pain, that is when you're doing good. And so that is something that I've noticed that makes me really happy is you know, a lot of good people, very forgiving. You got those outliers. I have a hater. That's an interesting analogy. Okay. Um, if we could dip into that a little bit more, what what goes through your mind when you see a hater? Because what goes through my mind when I picture someone who hates is simply a fuel to my, um, to my career or to myself. And I take that as to show that I'm doing something right, that I managed to catch someone's attention, unavoided attention, but it comes to show that again, too, that yeah, I have haters, but I also have people who like my music. 
at the end of the day, it's almost equal to me. I have an equal balance between the two. And with that, I can continue to grow and to prosper in my music. That's that's the way I see haters being. But I want to know what what is it that makes it so exhilarating for you to have haters? So I, if for those of you that don't know me, when I was young, I really loved attention. I still love attention. There's a reason I have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I love attention. And so um, something that a lot of people may have heard is press is good. Attention is good. Whether it's negative press or positive press, it doesn't matter. And so for me, I really hold that to a very high standard myself. I'm like, you know what? As long as I'm doing the absolute best to be respectful and maintain like good relationships with people, obviously my inter- my first interaction with this hater was definitely not professional, not very good. And I can definitely going back, I'm like, you know what? I probably could have phrased that differently. I probably might not have said everything I said the same way. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not holding grudge over this person. I'm not losing sleep over this person. This person is just like they're they're angry at me and so it makes me the reason it makes me happy is because I know that because of my personality and my influence I am now in someone else's life I I have stories being told about me people are hearing about me and they're going to start asking questions and eventually people are going to start talking to me more they're going to be like are you this guy that that said and did all this and I'm going to ask them to tell me the whole story and then ask who said it and generally when people try to keep things anonymous they don't really do a good job um they're like oh well, it was, <laughs> well i can't tell you who said it but uh, and, uh, my stories are so unique that i can tell exactly who you're telling me this is about without you telling me and so it's kind of a fun little aspect to me is because of my experience and my personality it fuels me in the way that gasoline fuels a fire <laughs> or uh some might say an energy drink fuels a 12 year old and so yeah interesting so how has rexburg been like a dream for you marcus i'd say going through certain cities a few cities um over the years i would say rexburg is as though a dream to me in the sense of how small the city is how well connected they are with each other, um, how how connected they are with the Lord and the Savior, and as a culture, how they act and how they go about their daily lives, how family-friendly this city is. I never thought it would be to a city. Oh, the biggest one is how there is hardly any diversity out here. <laughs> It's yeah. like I was just like a majority of the city is white people, mm-hmm. and when I came out here, I felt so out of place. Like I'm not saying like, <laughs> yeah, like twenty five percent. I'm not saying like seventy five percent. Like like it was a, like, like sub ten percent. Yeah, like it was bad. I was like the only black individual out here. I would look left, right, front, back, up, down, white, white people all over, man. I was like, this is so awkward. I would be walking around with my style and such, get so many looks, so many eyes. So, yeah, it was it was wild. It got to the point where, like, people would be in their vehicles 
and they would just like do the most. Like they would be. They would start like turning around in the chairs and looking like, wait, is that is that a human? Yeah, right. (laughs) It's so bad. Like yeah, it was that bad. I was like, wow, that's crazy, dude. Like, dude, I'm not a zoo piece. Just come talk to me if you want to talk to me. Otherwise, just keep driving. Yeah, exactly. Just just talk to me, dude. Like even when I try to talk to others. I felt the tension, bro. It was like they were afraid they were going to say something out of pocket or say something that shouldn't be said. I was like, how about you instead just talk to me? Like, have a conversation like what I'm trying to do right now. Like, it's not that deep, bro. If you boil it down, we are just humans. I'm pretty sure I said this in the previous episode, but I'm going to say it again because it's literally... It's literally common sense, or so I thought. But and I, I want to share this because there are a lot of people up here who are very socially awkward. And oh, I I have never really been socially awkward, but the socially awkward people really like me. They talk well with me. They're like, you know what? I, you're someone I can trust. You're someone I can talk to. Um, That's good. Something to share with all the people who are socially awkward. If you've got questions or you've, you're like, this is kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about this. It might be awkward and it might be hard and it might be very uncomfortable. But if you have to ask a question, just like be like, so, and then just start asking the question because it's better that you ask the question and then follow up in your question with, I don't mean this to be offensive. I just have zero experience with this for people because there's people who truly have never seen a black person before. Yeah. And it's really weird for them. Like I, yeah, I grew up is. in a place where there was a lot of Latinos, a lot of black people and a lot, it, it was mixed. There was more Latinos and black people than white people where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And so coming up here, seeing these people who've never seen a black person before, and they all have these terrible discriminatory jokes. And I'm just like, you know what? Y'all need to chill. And if you don't know about something, ask, ask questions instead yeah. of assuming, because it might be a little bit. It might take you as a little bit standoffish, but you know what? You're at least receiving the respect of someone who is being genuine with you and saying, I want to ask you this because I don't know and I want to know. I like it when they just be respectful about it, like, and not come out sounding like a dickhead, you know? They just come out and, like, say, like, hey, like, I don't understand this. Could you explain to me how this works, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah, man, let me tell you what's up, bro. Like, let me tell you. Like, why I wear a do-rag, you know? Cultural appropriation. Why I wear a do-rag? Why, why I wear a bonnet? Why I got dreads? Why a fade, a cut is so important to us? Da-da-da. Like, why why shoes are so important to us? Like, main reason why I be peeping out my co-workers' kicks. Like, boy, where'd you get them kicks, boy? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of kicks, what are these on your feet right now? Tell me about this. They are a certain brand that they were not named, but I did find them on an app or a website mm-hmm. called Shine. And I really like the detail and the style of them. I was like, dang, I really need to get these. And as soon as I got them, I was just peeping them, like getting a closer look. Dang, I just love the, um, I love the style and the modern culture that it has on it. Should we make the kicks the podcast them. episode cover? The kicks. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that, not that far. <laughs> nah, bro, nah, bro. It ain't that deep. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I like when people are respectful about it and don't just like come straight out and say, you know, like no respect, but that's that's what majority of white people do. You know, they just like go we out have and like zero say, tact. yeah, like they got zero chill is what we say. They just go out and say something like, 
excuse me? Because <laughs> I'm going to be looking at you weird, so you like weird say something, but you know, it's all cool, you know? Like, yeah, it takes time to understand things, and you know, I can't really blame for that. But yeah, that's li- quite literally what I felt was a dream, which I'd hope was just a dream. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming, coming out here, yeah. Rexburg as a whole, for sure. But how was it like for you? Did you feel it was kind of like a dream being in a city like this? Did you ever um, perceive a city being like this? I thought that this is the kind of thing that would only really exist in like cartoons or like kids shows. Like um, a place where every neighbor in an apartment building Mm -hmm. is known by at least one neighbor. And um, everybody kind of just flows through life. You know, you're going to interact with every single person in the city at one point or another, whether you're driving together, whether you walk past each other on the street or whether you see each other in the grocery store. And it's something that I never really expected to see. And there's enough people that cycle through here because we have a lot of college students. There's a college town. They cycle through for the semesters. And then there's also new students coming here. I don't understand how they keep getting new students given all of the reports and everything that come out about this town. But, um, you know, they keep coming here, and I, I feel like I have to admire the people who think that they're powerful enough that they can make this place a better place. Um, I consider myself to be one of those people. I, I feel like I can make the difference um, as one person, maybe not going against every single person, but as one person standing up, other people will see me, and they will be like, you know what? He has the courage to stand up. He can make the difference, so I can too. And, and that's really how movements start. And coming out here, it's, it's been really interesting. I've gotten to know a lot of my neighbors and I, I really enjoy getting to go out and be social. I'm the social butterfly, so to speak. I, I really like kind of this small town vibe. It, there are times when it has its drawbacks, like when I'm considering potentially seeking other employment. Um, the people talk, but also the companies talk to each other. So it's, a very dangerous thing if you mess up at work um you've got to be really careful how you mess up at work because if yeah. it's like a really big screw up then there's really you're lowering your chances of potentially being able to expand outside of the company you're employed by yes and true so, word spreads faster on here but on the on the flip side to that if you do really good and you excel in everything you do and you never settle you always try to do the best and be the best the word will also spread that you are a stickler for quality, that you want to see the absolute best in people and you want to get the absolute best out of people. You'll have you'll start to see that your circle starts to grow and people will flock to you and they will you will be surrounded by better people. And it's something that it just it makes me really happy to know that this is the type of an environment that promotes growth as well as helping people to have comfort and no peace is real. It's something that can be found. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's, um, I do say, though, I've noticed that if college students were here, if the college was not here, I can tell you with certainty, this place would be a village. It wouldn't even see. be a village. <laughs> there would be like two houses on the main road and uh, everything else would just, die everything else just died. <laughs> like you know like there's that old store that's over by the mcdonald's that i guess it was a kmart and then it was a cal ranch and yeah yeah all, yeah I saw all that. kinds of things that it was mm-hmm. 
the reason that it's died so much is because they're just trying to compete in a market that's not strong enough to compete in. No. And so one of the there's several ideas that people have had about that. An idea that I've thought might be cool is if somebody was to purchase the lease for that building and turn it into a roller skating rink. Mm. You know, they really I'm really upset about this, but they really could expand the city a whole lot more. Like they have so many they have so much property and so much land and but instead they decide to put all that money towards like school properties. Like they just made a a gargantuan football field over by the high school. They made baseball diamonds out there as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they made somewhere with the junior high. They've really just been putting a lot of that towards the schools. But I'm like, y'all realize you could put so much more into the environments such as like you said a skating ring y'all could add a y'all could add a mall like it would be i mean i'm not sure it would give us attention but well, y'all I mean, got like a mall and like just other places you know because mm-hmm. y'all got a lot of land and the other problem with that we don't have enough like business people running the finances for the city of rexburg we've got a whole lot of people who've been in government forever and they're like oh this is good for the government this is good for <laughs> us and the city council and the mayor if we had some people who actually knew finance and business and how to run an expansion i mean if you're going to put money into a school don't put it into the sidewalk pad that's next to a baseball field oh my pay more to have some more teachers who have a little bit more of a diverse background in education and experience with teaching special needs teaching um advanced mathematics teaching science, teach, um, being able to bring people who maybe they didn't excel very well in mathematics and science, bringing it, being able to bring them from elementary to very beginning of middle school level back up to the same level that their peers in high school are so that they can try to excel and move forward with their lives. Because there are people who do believe that higher education is the only way that they're going to succeed. And if I mm. believe that if the money was put into correct places, then we would see a lot more of these things done correctly. And you know, I like to have the faith that somebody out there who is quote unquote qualified to do these things is going to find out about these things and they're going to come in and say, you know what, I'm cleaning house and you are fired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Back to uh, living in a dream, I felt I had this idea come to mind as we were talking about this. On topic of a dream, yes, like you said, I could see this in literally a TV show, a cartoon, or a movie. And the first thing that came to mind was Gilmore Girls. Really? Like the little city, yeah. The city atmosphere for all you, for all that knows uh, about Gilmore Girls. It's literally like that. Like everybody knows everyone. They're always like going around doing the same things every day. And they like have like these council meetings. Those could be relevant to church on Sundays. Like that's that's literally that's the same vibe going on there, bro. That's that's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um yeah, I've never seen the Gilmore Girls, so I apologize for my lack of being cultured there. But <laughs> it's all good, man. Um yeah, with that, let's find some words of inspiration for our listeners. What can we say that's gonna help push them let's inspire them, let's inform them, and let's Help them find direction. What can we do? What What do we have to say that might help them with that? I would start off by saying that I would love to give the floor to you. 
You want me to take this one? You would say yes. So going back to it earlier, um, when I was talking about how much I love having a hater, um, one of the things that I was learning when I was studying uh, when I was younger is something called a paradigm. Okay. Now there's perspective. Perspective is what you, the way that you see the world. Yeah. And that's from your position. Now reality is a flowing map. It's kind of like an ocean wave for anybody who's seen like a clip of a giant ship on an ocean. It's kind of moving and very slowly. It's very steep up and then very steep down. Mm-hmm. And that is the way reality is. It's constantly moving and adjusting and forming to different things that we have and different events that we see. And perspective is what you see from your paradigm. Now, your paradigm is something that you can absolutely control. Um, The way that you can control that is you do what's called a paradigm shift. So let's say someone, for example, is really upset with the way that their life has been going. They're like, oh, my boss just fired me. My wife just left me. And my kids say they kids say they hate me and i don't know why my life just sucks now to take a paradigm shift what they would do is they would change the way that they see it and say okay well i have now received a new opportunity to find better employment than i had before mm-hmm. i now have a new opportunity to potentially find a woman who truly does love me for me and wants me to push myself to become better every single day. And I now have an opportunity to teach my children, you know what? Yeah, maybe I am a piece of crap right now, but here's the thing. Nobody stays a piece of crap and it's truly an opportunity to develop yourself. So what I would recommend for our listeners is to try and find where you are on the map of reality. And if you aren't happy with reality, change your paradigm try to find exactly what you need to do to make reality yours and that's what i have to say today i like that thank you and with that being said i am marcus aka the candy man here with my co-host kevin lobster have a good night everyone and thank you for listening